following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Under Review. I am Damon D. I am here to talk sports betting with you. We're going to cover UFC 229. What the hell happened in that? Where'd the money go? Did anybody make any money? Did any predictions come true or not true? We're going to talk some prop bets. Jason Witten, what's that guy's deal? You know what? You can bet on that guy being on Monday Night Football next year, which is absolutely awesome. I've got Dave Mason from betonline.ag hanging out with me today to discuss all of those things to discuss a couple of key marquee matchups this week in the NFL and uh, hopefully give us a little bit of uh, insight into what, where, and who we're going to bet on this week. I'm Damon D. Our sponsor, betonline.ag, has given us a fancy little promotional code. If you head to betonline.ag, use the promo code REVIEW, you can get a 50% sign-up bonus. So that'll give you a little little extra extra cheddar in your account to take some of the wicked awesome information that Dave and I provide with you every single week. Put that in your account. Maybe make yourself a little bit of money off of it. All of that coming up next. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm Damon, and this is Under Review. All right, boys and girls, he's back at it. We're bugging him again. Another week, another hangout sesh with Mr. Dave Mason from Bet Online. Dave, how you doing? I'm well. Yourself? Yeah, man. I'm really good. I'm I'm really good, man. I'm I. You know what? I I do my little live streaming thing on Sundays, and uh, and I've been having some maybe not tremendous success, but I'm having a lot of fun doing it, which says a lot. If you're having fun while you're betting, that means you're doing something right. Are you winning any money? Yeah, you know what, man. I'm. I. I, I am. I'm getting. I'm getting through it. If you. If you tune in, Dave. I don't know if you've watched it. It's just no. me on camera, um, okay. live betting and and doing like a live tally of my of my bets. So like are on you, on the often games. Go ahead. Are you going to wear a costume for Halloween weekend? Oh shit! That's a really good. That's a really good question. I should. You know, I retired from Halloween because I had the like I made the greatest costume like seven years ago, and I built it myself with like a, a, a case of beer and like some crafting materials, and I was Jacobi Mugatu from Zoolander, and it was so awesome that I retired from Halloween. So I'm maybe uh-huh. I'll put on bunny ears or something, but <laughs> I know you didn't expect to hear that. Uh, but uh, be, being it as, as 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 it may, I've got a kid coming, so I got to get back into Halloween. So maybe I'll jump on it. I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, I'll put on a snuggie and pretend I'm Jason Witten. I'll just <laughs> have a little. I'll just snooze on the on the on the live yeah, stream. But the live stream is a lot of fun. I yeah, I, I bet myself out of a lot of holes generally because it's 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 hard to do. Um, but I take the afternoon games and I hang out and I uh, and I bet through them. You see me just like lose my mind. It's it's very stressful and a lot of fun. Um, how did your how did your weekend go? How how'd the book do? Uh, booked it great. It was a really good weekend. Uh, Saturday was good college football. The fight Saturday night. We had be muy grande and it won. Everybody was on Connor. I think like eighty two percent of the betters were on Connor. Well, that's what that's got- what I wanted to get into because you were saying that last week when we were, we were talking, and that was we we recorded last week around uh, on Friday. And you okay. said it was just overwhelmingly McGregor. And then I said, well, I mean, is it going to balance out close to the fight? You said no. So clearly it didn't. No. 
we didn't expect it to. No. The only way it would have balanced out if we, you know, made it close to a pick 'em, and we don't want to do that. Like I like I was saying before, we're not in the business of taking fifty-fifty action like so many people think. You know, if we're on the if we know right side, then we're gonna give value on the wrong side, and that fight was a prime example. I mean. I thought it would go down a little bit because I knew we were so exposed on Connor. I thought we were going to try to get some buyback on Habib, but the opposite thing happened. I mean, Habib was like minus 200 or something, went up to like minus 200 range. I think last we talked, it was like minus 170, give or take five cents on Friday. So, yeah, it just kept going up, and uh, I was kind of a little bumped from, from a selfish reason because I was going <laughs> yeah. to unleash a few scuds on Habib, and yeah. I just dilly-dallied and waited, and I was on the sidelines. I had a little play on Habib by submission, so I was tickled pink about that outcome. But but overall, uh, yeah, no, it, 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 it was we, we did well on the fight, and NFL was good too on Sunday, Monday, not so much. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, about the fight too. That basically, yeah. that's the prediction that people came came through. They just said it'll be like it's probably not going to be too quick. If it's quick, it's for McGregor, but nobody thought it was really going to be McGregor. And they said he'll just kind of you know wear him down, wear him out, and put him to sleep, or tap him out, or ground and pound him. Um, <clears throat> apart from apart from what happened after the fight, it was basically like a textbook version um, of. Of what everybody said. I mean, I mean, I hate to even yourself, but like a lot of pundits were like, yo, this is what's probably going to go down and they can't see it happening any other way. Does that prediction like affect what's potentially going to be a rematch, which definitely after all that crap that went down will be a rematch. Will that affect betting? Like, I mean, this was biggest UFC fight all time, quote unquote. Um, now, definitely going to be a rematch. Definitely. Is, is the result of this magnitude going to affect it? Um, I mean, the odds will open higher. I think the, we have right. open the odds right around minus one sixty. If they if they do fight a rematch, and I hope they do not at this point, Connor does not deserve a rematch. I don't care about the drama after the fight. Rematch should be guys that should get rematches are two guy two kind of people should get rematches. If it's a long time champion and he loses belt, somebody like Anderson Silva who had the belt for years and he lost, that guy deserves an automatic uh, rematch. Guy number two, if it's a controversial loss, you know, if, if Connor lost a close back and forth classic fight, okay, run it again. But he didn't. He he freaking he freaking got, got dominated. He got smoked. He, he and the only reason people are talking about rematch is because all the extracurricular activity in the crowd afterwards. Like, well, that that that's nothing. That that. <laughs> You don't deserve a rematch because there's all sorts of tomfoolery <laughs> and hijinks in the crowd. You know, you got you still got your ass kicked. So I hope there's not a rematch. I, th- I think one day there will be a rematch, but I hope not automatic, especially in that division. There's so many killers in that division. There's so many people that Tony Ferguson, he deserves the next title shot. So if he gets skipped over for Connor, a lot of like UFC purists like myself are going to be fit to be tied. But anyways, um, yeah, so if they did run it again, back to your question before I went on a little rant there. Sorry. About <laughs> yeah, that. how do you really feel about it, you- yeah, I get a little fired up about that, man. So if they do do a rematch, um, the odds will open higher. Okay, they would probably open minus 240, something like that, uh, Habib. So there wouldn't be as much one-sided action. I, mean, I guarantee by fight time we'd probably still be Habib fans, but it might not be – there will be more Habib better just based on that result. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you too. Now, like, here's the thing for for the UFC. I mean, you were pretty excited about it. A ton of people jump on board on on UFCs and just start betting. Um, you know, it, it's a strange type of uh, a person who like. Uh, maybe they're not a crazy football fan. Maybe they don't wager every week like you and I do, but they jump in for these types of things. Um, now that this is done, has this kind of, is there a resurgence in interest in the UFC at all? Like, I mean, frankly, this is not a ton of stars for, for people to get excited about, you know, for your average, uh, you know, just person to jump in on and, and start betting. But are you seeing a little movement with, you know, the Cormier fight coming up so quickly and then, and you know, the fact that like, you know, Lesnar's coming in and then there's, there's going to be like a, a John Jones is, is back from his suspension. You seeing some action kick around early? Yeah. I mean, nothing, you know, it, USC betting, it's like boxing or whatever, you know, it's, it's based on who's fighting. Nothing's going to come close to Connor. Nothing's going to come close to this past card until he fights again. Um, but no, UFC 230, it's a great card. Uh, you know, DC against the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, the guy who uh, dropped his draws in the middle of the ring, which was absolutely hilarious and made <laughs> the most entertaining thing about Saturday Night's card. That interview he gave was absolutely classic, perhaps the best interview in sports entertainment. Uh, so, no, it's a great card. It, it's, uh, you know, Poirier just pulled out, which which is a bummer. Hopefully they'll... Hook Nate Diaz up with somebody to fight um, because I was really looking forward to that Nate Diaz versus uh, Dustin Poirier scrap, so that's going to hurt it a little bit. But that but the whole main card is is, is a lot of good fights, so that's going to do good action. Like you said, John Jones Gustafson, that's rumored to be coming up. I bet I don't know if that's finalized or, or they're they're close to finalizing it, so that'll give it a little extra push. But yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it looks like we're in for a good few months of. Um, of fights, uh, of fights. As long as everybody stays healthy and test positive or test negative <laughs> on their on their piss tests, and uh, we can yeah. get, get these guys in the ring to freaking beat each other up. Yeah, I mean that's a roll of the dice these days, especially with Jones. Absolutely. You know, all the time. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to to see, but I guess it still remains that there's Connor and then there's everybody else kind of hanging around. Yep. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Uh, back to uh, you know BetOnline.ag uh, always throws up. Wicked, interesting, weird, strange, fun props, prop bets on things and stuff. Want to move on to the UFC and get on to, uh, you know, you talked about you talked about every. Uh, it was a, it was a good week for the book, except for Monday Night Football. Um, and uh, and there's a, a part in Monday Night Football that a lot of people are talking about that isn't the football game, and uh, it, it's uh, it's about the announcers in the announcement announcement booth. And I noticed that Bet Online put up a. Uh, some odds on Jason Witten still being in the Monday night football booth in the 2019 regular season. That's basically even odds on either side of yes or no. Um, But I mean, the fact remains people are losing their minds over how bad he is in in the booth. Is this a result of Tony Romo being really, really good in the booth or is he just overall just a dud? I think, I mean, I think, (laughs) That's why he was high. I was. I remember last year when Gruden was leaving Monday Night Football, and we put up odds on. You know, we put up twenty guys on, on to be his replacement, and that name never even. You know, we had all sorts of <laughs> you register. Peyton Manning was a rumor for a while. You know, they, all sorts of announcers. Some good, some bums, but a lot of good talent on there. And then they made this announcement. My Jason Witten. I'm like thinking he just freaking retired. How does anybody know that he's a good announcer? It's not like he 
he was uh, starting on the freaking junior ranks or something. He he just yeah. was playing football three months ago or something. Well, even when Romo player. Romo came in, you would see Romo and go like, "Wow, he's, well, he's pretty good in there." You know what I mean? It yeah, was like it was well, noteworthy. I think that's part of it. They, they, I think you know, there's that. Well, we they struck gold with Romo, so we think Witten's going to be the same. You know what I mean? I think there was a little Romo hope that yeah. Romo was they're going to be close to Romo. You know, both Cowboys, both you know, same kind of guy and. But holy hell, he's bad. He's he's the opposite of Romo. He's just, I mean, I'm not a when I watch a game, I really don't even listen to the commentating too much. You know, I, I really sometimes I turn it off. I, I just kind of watch the game. I don't really listen to it. But so I usually I'm not one of those guys who's always complaining about commentating. But he is bad, man. He is just so <laughs> bad. That that inspired me. I had to props guys up the next day. I mean, I sent out a couple tweets about it. People are, you know good some good interaction back and forth and people having fun with it and uh i, I found out i was not alone in my no opinion. you're not so I was like so that's like okay this is a prop so i hit that the prop guys the next morning is like dude we need we need uh we need jason witt in monday night football uh will he be uh with the team next year so they, yeah, we threw him up on the site, and, and we'll see. Good like luck to Jason Whitten, but I mean, I I just wish Booger McFarlane would go up to the the booth and throw him out the booth because oh, Booger's man. pretty good. I, I like Booger, but uh, Whitten's just he's god awful, man. Something he, needs to be done. He definitely is is like, yeah, he he's so mundane. You don't really understand what he, what he's saying. Uh, it's gibberish. It's, yeah, it's, it's like he try, he's trying to say some intelligent, and he just starts stammering and gibberish. It's like and you don't like, know. Dude, it's yeah. a secret code or something that football he, players know, and you're like, "What is?" He always has to the last word, and it's like Booger says something, then he has to add. It, it's like dude, he just talks right over. Speak, him. man. Yeah, and he uh, one up in and all. Nah, dude, get Who, out of here. Who's your ranking of like of like bad booth guys between like Dennis Miller, Tony Kornheiser, Jason Witten, or uh, or Gruden? Like, what's your ranking? What's your power like, ranking of those like four guys? I, I like Gruden, man. I, I, yeah, I liked I him as him. an announcer. Uh, you know, Dennis Miller, man. I, that that's just, that was weird. That was just weird. <laughs> was you know, I don't. Weird. I don't want to get political. Beat. You know, I'm sure everybody on the right loved him and everybody on the left hated him. But I don't want to deal with that nonsense. I'm just about as in the middle as you can find a person. But political beliefs facade. He was. He was just. Come on, man. Trying to trying to drop all those little lingo and turn. It's like, dude. Let's let's talk about some football. Kornheiser, yeah. I, I like his show, but you no, know, he wasn't that good either. And who, who else? Well, I mean, there's been some bad ones. Man. Oh man, a lot, a lot of turnover in that job. But now, Witten's Witten's takes the cake. If you if you ask me, I, I don't know. I'll I'll give him another shot Monday night, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm uh, not optimistic. He has a lot to prove to get it. For Dave Mason's a fan of his. Oh, and it's a big game too. Uh, not really. It's 49ers the Packers, but. I mean, hey. Green Bay, you know? Yeah, so whatever. He's, he's got a chance. To, there'll be some eyeballs on him. But right now, currently, though, in the sports book, they're better than IG. Uh, IG uh, better, <laughs> better than that AG. Yes. Uh, Whit- you, you got yeah. the James Witten uh, tongue slur. I know. Man. <laughs> it's <laughs> rubbing like, off, that's, man. That's what he does, though. He's, he's like stubborn, <laughs> stammering, and like I'm doing right now. It's addicting. It God, is. Damn. He just rubs off on everybody. Anyways, his odds of being back are minus 120, either yes or no. Although uh, the no was like the favorite as of yesterday when I was checking on it. And uh, it looks as though uh, it's it's evened out. Maybe – Maybe the, he's had some reassurance from the uh, from the higher ups that possibly it's just growing pains they're chalking it up to. I mean, it is could be. It's, it's yeah, it's getting late in the season for growing pains though, if you ask me. 
Uh, a lot of fun other props, though, that came up. Some anomalies that uh, occurred through the last season. And you mentioned Green Bay, or not last season, last week. You mentioned Green Bay coming up on Monday Night Football. Green Bay had a bit of an anomalous kicking situation in the game that they lost. Um, uh, you know, it looked like they lost handily if you if you go back and check it on paper. But the fact is, probably should, would have won the game had their field goal kicker been just a little more than a dumpster fire. Like, don't be perfect, but just don't be completely horrible. And they probably walk away with a win. Mason Crosby missed five field goals or five kicks altogether. He made one, yeah. um, missed five kicks, a couple of field goals, a couple of uh, extra points. Uh, they end up losing the game. Uh, got some odds up right now. Will Mason Crosby miss a field goal in week six? Uh, it's plus 150 for the yes and minus 200 for no. Um, I noticed something interesting about this this uh, this prop bet here, Dave, that it's, it's not like he'll miss a bunch, just one. Like, I mean, that means he could try like a 50-yarder, you know, which is an unlikely one. And if he misses it, you could probably make some money on this. But I think the sentiment here is, is this guy just going to ha- get the yips? And is he cooked because he missed so many kicks? Yeah, that's what happens to kickers, right, man? They they go on those bad stretches, and next thing you know, they're they're the Steve Sacks, you know, like remember Steve Sacks, that second baseman who's throwing the ball all over the place. They get the yips, and and they can't <laughs> hit a little putt. They they just suck all of a sudden. But we'll see. Mason Crosby is a seasoned professional. He's been around forever. Where you know, based on those odds, we just think it was a little anomaly, as you said. We have faith in Mason Crosby. The betters don't, though, because seventy-six percent of the early action oh, no. is taking the plus money and think Mason Crosby shanks one or hooks one or gets something one blocked happens. or off the goalpost or something. Oh my god, that's awesome that people are just thought. They have no faith in the poor guy. They're just piling on to make money off of his misery. Um, and but, I, gar- I guarantee about 80% of those people that bet him no had the Packers last week. I guarantee oh, yeah. it. That's, that's how betters <laughs> like, are, man. You They're son like, of a bitch. You're going to make me yeah, my money back. Bastard. I lost my bet because of him. I'm, he's an, he's horrible. He's going to miss again. I guarantee it. Yeah, that's those emotional-like prop bets. Screw that guy. I don't yeah. even care if he doesn't miss one. At least I can tell my friends that I bet against them. Um, hey, hey, but in terms of anomalies, like uh, when's the last time you saw something like that bad? You know, there are some kicks. Okay, a guy misses something close to win the was, game, you know, in overtime yeah. or something. You're like, shoot, that was like – that guy normally hits those, but those things happen. But to just be that all over the place, what's going on with kickers? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. That bad? Shoot. I don't know. I remember that Chris Brown. It was. It was I was thinking about that last week. If, if it was a record, and I meant to Google and everything, and I really got sidetracked and didn't. So, but I remember that Chris Brown. He was a kicker for the Texans, and he started with the Steelers. I remember he was the Steelers. Was probably like I'm saying, 2001, 2002, 2003. He went 0 for four, and and. And the Steelers lost a big game. I can't remember who it was against. Maybe the Ravens. And, and it was just bad. And I don't think he was with the Steelers much longer. He went on to have a decent career with the Texans. I, that's the one That's the one that pops out in my mind. But but uh, I don't think he missed an extra point. And, and Crosby missed an extra point, which is kind of an extra bad bonus for Icing him. on the but, cake for that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's when yeah. you know it's just just so it's just over. He's changing his shoes on the sideline. That's not unusual. But when you're shanking extra points after all those field goals when you've been in the league for 15 years, it's like, holy crap, man. Maybe maybe you're doing okay. Maybe you just call it. 
Maybe that's the next prop they put up. Well, if Mason, if Mason Crosby misses a field goal this week, will he just hang up his cleats and just not even get on the team bus after the game? Just bail. We'll just get in his we'll car see. and go home. Wow, I, I just Googled it real quick, and it was, uh, God, I'm good. I'm, I know all this <laughs> stupid knowledge. Wait, was it? Yeah. What was it? Chris Chris Brown, hey? Chris Brown. Oh, no, that that wasn't it. That wasn't the game. But it, it was right around then. It was 0 for 4. I can't, I can't even remember who the game, when the game was, but it was brutal. Well, uh, frankly, I don't know where my money's going to go, but it might go on the on the yes, I think, at plus 150. I mean, it's not unlikely. Not unlikely nah, he doesn't miss anything. It's, fun, it's more fun to root against him shanking. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, any word on uh, Le'Veon Bell right now? Like, I mean, I remember it was like the drama, but uh, the, things are a lot worse, and especially with uh, Carson coming in and doing his thing for Pittsburgh. Nobody's talking about Bell or more, like t- more talking about uh, Pittsburgh you know, who always notoriously starts slow and what was wrong with them. And now they've seemed to have righted the ship partially. And then uh, everyone kind of forgot about it. Le'Veon Bell and, and fantasy football owners are over it. And it's like, whatever. And guess what pops up? Oh, hey, guys, I think I'm going to come back in uh, in week seven. And uh, and that'll be that'll be that uh, right now. Um, there's some updated odds um, for Le'Veon Bell where he'll be in week one of 2019. And uh, Steelers are still the front runners here. And uh, actually, a, actually, the Eagles are front runners now. Oh, they are. They've they've it's yeah. changed. It's updated. Okay, that's really yeah. interesting. The Eagles are front runners. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with it. I mean, there's talk out of Philly that they could they could make a play for him for the rest of the season because you know Jai blew out his knee. Yeah, and they're having running back issues and they're struggling and you know high expectations in a city like that. And Joe Banner uh, is an aggressive GM who yeah, they puts, are crazy puts together aggressive. all sorts of deals. So it makes sense there. But yeah, the prop again is for week one in 2019, not who he gets traded to. So I, I, I agree he could be traded there this year, but could they sign him long-term 2019? I don't know. I think they got, I think they had some cap issues there. You got to think about all those cap issues and oh, stuff when you look at the prop like that. So it's nuts yeah, with the Eagles because it's like it's they went they went for like they went like Costco shopping in last season. You know, remember that they were like brought in Jay. They got like Legarrette Blunt, yeah. all these dudes in the backfield. They, you can't afford this guy. Like that's the the whole reason that he's going to be traded is because he just wants all of the money. Just give him all of the money in the NFL, and uh, and unless they just have a yard sale, I'm not sure how they fits there. Unless he takes a pay cut, but I think that's the point that <laughs> we're talking. Well, that's, that's the point. He wants more money, you know. You know, the, the NFL contracts are so crazy because they can. Not all of them are, you know, not all of them are guaranteed. The signing bonus guarantee, but not the years. And, and they defer the they money. Restructure here, restructure there, restructure Fletcher Cox's, but then they're going to have to re up. You know, they're gonna have to get Wentz under the long deal too, and who knows? I, I he could. I guess he's a. They should be the front runner, but I. I'd be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded to them, but I would be surprised if he he's back next year. If that makes sense, I, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. uh, a tough one, man. Because I mean, you know, we had the Steelers number two, and he ain't going to be back in Pittsburgh next year. They, they, I think that, that, that there's that no way I, I see that happening. Yeah, absolutely. But, and especially his replacement yeah, doesn't seem to be doing too bad either. Like you know, it's not like they're they're like desperate for this guy. Um, and they got their uh, bigger problems, man. They got like an Antonio Brown problems, you know. Yeah. They got, <laughs> they got, That's the thing. Those running backs, man. I mean, it, it's it's yeah, he's great, but running backs are you know he's twenty seven, and that's young. 
but it's not young for a running back. I mean, yeah. you know, he went, he wants all this money. In, in reality, those running back get backs get old quick. He could be go from all pro to average in one season without a doubt. That's how most of these guys do. They they they're they're world beaters, and, and then all of a sudden they just drop. They 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 get old quick, and it's usually right around that late twenties. You know, by the time they're thirty, and and I. I you know, I can see he wants more money. He wants to get paid, but wants that long term deal can, too. Yeah, I, I can also see why a team doesn't want to sign him long term. I mean, he's just he's twenty seven. He's taking a lot of beatings, uh, taking a lot of carries, and and uh, you know he, he could by the time he's twenty nine, he could be uh, an average back. So especially how he plays too with that like the twitchy style, you know, which is the first yep. thing that goes right. That quick move, that quick plan yep. go, and 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 anybody, a wide receiver, running back, it doesn't matter right. who you are. That's that's what he starts diminishing. You might have your your thoroughbred speed left, but you can't cut quite as good as you could when you were twenty four years old. You know, when you were flying. Um, I'm like in, at ten to one right now. The Seahawks are in in the mix, and it feels like a play that they would do. And and the fact is, they they're not they're not tying up a ton of money. In, in their back in any part. I know they have to rebuild their offensive line pretty bad, but Russell already got paid. I mean, they've got some money to play with, a little bit of money to play with. That'd be an interesting play there, and it feels like that's that's a play that Seattle would do. You know, remember brought Jimmy, Jimmy Graham over just out of nowhere. They just love those marquee dudes. I feel like the Seahawks might be might be my bet at 10 to 1. Nice middle-of-the-road bet there. No bet it then. All right. Do it. I'm gonna. We just- <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, we got to talk some football. Let's talk a bit about those Philadelphia Eagles who play tonight on Thursday night football. Oh, my God. The crappiest day for football ever. Uh, but you got you got your, uh, your your New York football giants, NFC East, which is I call them the unbettable division. You know, you just don't ever know what the hell is going to go on in football. Um, in the NFC, it's like the weird, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. You know what I mean? Like people and players and games happen and they just explode and, and you never know what's going to happen. And, and of course, obviously there's just this amazing point spread of the New York Giants plus one home favorites right now, which is like, well, they were, they were getting three. So, they, I mean, that, that, that just went down. So, I mean, and we did take some sharp money on the Eagles that are, right. are rather on the Giants at plus three. No now way. Shoot their, yeah, they're down to plus one, and uh, very interesting. I don't disagree with it. I mean, the Eagles, something, something's wrong there. Something's, something's aloof. Uh, I, I think they just um, – they, they the Super Bowl hangovers, I think, really applies to them. I think they, uh, you know, have a little bit – some connections in Philadelphia, in case you didn't know. And, uh, you know, I think they part, partied and they celebrated. I, I just think they still think they're world, uh, world champions instead of week one saying, hey – we got to earn this again. I, I think they kind of rest on their laurels a little bit and then uh, a big wake up call they're experiencing right now. Yeah. You get that target on your back when you win it. And, uh, and that's, that's the toughest thing too. And, and, and frankly from last year, it, not that they necessarily snuck up on the league, but it was a bit like surprising, you know, had, had you and I sat and talked, you know, two years ago about who, right. who's, who's our teams that we're going to see in that pantheon of Super Bowl contenders in, in three to five years, probably wouldn't have been having a serious conversation about the Eagles. And they went through a little bit of, you know, shock and awe through the season last year, just slinging it. And, and that yeah. offense was crazy. And then, and then what happens is everybody's got the book on you, you know, and if, unless you, yeah. unless you, you, you turn it around or you, you keep it going, everybody's kind of, there's a lot of tape out there on you now. And they're spending yeah, extra uh, attention because they want to beat you. 
now you're right. I mean, I think they're forty to one last year to win it all, and Crazy. Uh, you know, and 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 they're underdogs all throughout the playoffs and in the Super Bowl, and they they had that chip on their shoulder, I think, and and I don't think they have that chip on their shoulder this year. I think they have that. Hey, we're the best. We deserve this. We're Super Bowl champions, but. As one person said, I, I forget. I was listening. One of the players said, "No, we're, we're we're not champions anymore. There is no champion right now. You know, yeah. we got to earn this. We have to earn this again." So you start I at the bottom, they, right? I think, there's, I think there's a lot of that to them, the team. But the good news for them is, that, I mean, that division's got awful, like you said, nine <laughs> and set, nine and seven, or maybe even eight and eight can win that division. Yeah, they're going to so. put an under 500 team into the playoffs this year. That's what I'm really hoping for. Can we get a prop bet out on that? Will the NFC East produce? a under 500 playoff team because that division's so crazy. Anyway, it doesn't even matter. Like they could be really, really good. Right. And, and the giants could be like, Owen, whatever. And then win by 40 because they're playing in that division. You know what I mean? You're always like, what the hell just happened here? And, yep. Hey, Eli's making yep. some throws last week. I saw some throws from Eli. There's like five of them, but he, <laughs> he, He's at I plus saw, one. Yeah, but the, the, the problem is the wide receiver Beckham threw the better throw to <laughs> Saquon Barkley down the sideline. Oh, man, what a nightmare that team is to play for. Beck, Beckham not only showed him up in the interview with little Wayne, but he also showed him up with his passing skills. Oh, my God, man, that's a meltdown happening before our eyes in New York. I'm not touching this game with a million-foot pole. I'm just going to watch the schadenfreude unroll in front of me and have hopefully Beckham has a freak out and uh, the Eagles. I don't know what's going to happen with the Eagles. We'll, we'll, hopefully there's a million points. The total's only sitting at 44 and I was hoping it'd be one of those like big public 60 pointers, but there's nothing going on there. So a uh, tough one for me to play on there. But um, once again, this could be the fate of, you know, Giants could be back in it. Philly could be back in it. If you win this, it's all it takes is one, one going. Yeah, the weather could be nasty, by the way. It could be mucho rain in, in store, so we'll oh, see nasty. about that. i got to keep an eye on that. Okay, and watch Get for that, that total, total then. Okay. Yep. Um, another team I want to focus on um, for Sunday now, and uh, it's a team coming off a bye week. Three-and-a-half-point road favorites traveling down to Miami. It's the uh, the Chicago Bears, man. The Chicago Bears, I mean, uh, here's the deal. My wife is is a Bears fan, so I, I like, have an intimate – I watch a lot of the Bears – even in the, over the last few years, you know, um, and and have a pretty good understanding, more than one might expect, of of who this team is and how it's developed over the last few seasons and what they've looked like. And so I, I can't say that I'm terribly surprised at how good they are. But when I step back and kind of look at the scope of the league and just see the hype that's behind them, and and actually how terrifying they they look defensively, and and, and Trubisky goes and drops you know <laughs> six burger last week. Um, Three and a half on the road against the Dolphins seems low to me. It does. But are they really? <laughs> yeah, are no, they really going to beat these guys? Yeah, I mean that—that's. That, they're a good team. I mean, uh, well, you know, they—they they should be four and zero. I think you know they—they kind of pooped away that week one game against yeah. the Packers, and, but since then they beat the Seahawks, Cards, and Bucks. I mean, not murderous row by. Murderers row by any means, but but still they won. They you know and um, the Khalil Mack, holy hell, was that good a good pickup? And John Gruden is looking dumber and dumber every week for that <laughs> trade. Um, three and a half. I, I don't know. I, it's whew, where's the money at? Where's the, where's the money going on this game right now? It, the, the, the public is with you, which isn't really a good sign for your theory. But but seventy nine percent of the betters are on Chicago. Oh I mean, man, you know I. Geez, geez, I, I, 
I thought I think over three. I mean, that's just tough. That's such a big, important number. That field goal and um, being on the road and over three. That's that's. Oof. I, I wouldn't lay that three and a half. I know that, but um, but uh, uh good luck to you and the other seventy nine percent. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Uh, Sunday afternoon, the Rams on the road. Uh, Denver is another road dog. I mean, I, about three weeks ago, Dave, we had a quick discussion about, um, I believe after week three, road, sorry, uh, home underdogs were 9-4-0 at some point. And then uh, I just took a flyer on a bunch of home dogs, and it really balanced out. I don't know what the stat's at right now, but um, once again, you, uh, I think last week they, they evened out as well. Um, but, hey, you uh, – I'm looking at like seven points for the Denver Broncos in mile high. Um, it just seems like a ton of points for the NFL, frankly. Um, but those Rams, man, they're rolling. Like it's, it's, they seem unbeatable. And they've had a whole bunch of games where you feel like they were trap games that were going to happen that they should have probably lost. Even in Seattle, going up to Seattle last week in like a game against the team, it doesn't really matter. And they had their hands full, yet they just, I mean, you know, going forward on fourth in the fourth quarter, um, to, to just seal the deal. It feels like they got some swagger there and seven points feels like a, the right number, but um, your thoughts on uh, especially a place like mile high and Denver, not being that bad. Um, uh, the yeah. Rams moving this. Yeah. I mean the Rams, I mean, shoot, you know, they, they've looked, they're the super bowl uh, favorites and well-deserved. I mean, they've just looked so dang good. Yeah. Right. A uh, little bit of a scare last week, like you said, but, um, but, but did you ever feel like they were going to yeah, lose that? Like I didn't really feel. I thought it was back and forth. It was a lot of fun. But I was like, yeah, they're, gonna, they're probably going to pull it out. I was hope. I was hoping because even though we won the spread big on that, we we won big on the spread. We got killed on teasers because everybody was teasing that down, and everybody's going to be teasing this game down. Sixty nine percent of the the regular actions on the Rams, but that everybody, every teaser on planet Earth. <laughs> Is going to be keyed on the Rams down to you know down to minus one down to a pick'em. So <laughs> that's going to be yeah. one of those games that you know we need the Broncos. But holy hell, if the Broncos win outright, oh mama, it's <laughs> going to be a massive one. So so uh, yeah, that's so my big. I, I don't know, man. I, it's hard to bet against the Rams. You know, I'm like you. I don't like laying all those points on the road. Yeah, it's crazy, and, right? Um, but 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 whole but man, they're 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 so damn talented. Gun to head, I'm taking the Broncos and the points just because what you've been talking about home 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 dogs like that. But uh, I wouldn't have a lot of confidence myself in betting that. Yeah, that's gonna be a wild one. That'll be one of my live bets this week on uh, on, on the under review live on YouTube. I'm gonna be betting that one real time just, if i can pay attention to yeah. to my bets long enough because I, I think just, it's I'll, I'll just do the uh if i was gonna bet that i just do the joe joe public play and tease the dang thing down i take take that and and what not what's another one uh oh i don't know i definitely tease that with something who the hell knows something to be determined later but without <laughs> a doubt <sighs> all right finally let's do last one game before we let you go here it's the big one it's the big daddy New England Patriots at home to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes doing his thing. This is the he's the new hotness in the NFL, but he's going against the the evil genius, the empire, uh, you know, the emperor himself, who loves stuff like this. He loves these new, you know, you know, fresh meat to to you know put together some sort of wacky defensive scheme to just take them completely out of their comfort zone. That New England defense, which is bend, don't break, but they always do that. We're going to make you beat us with your – we're going to take away your best guy and make you beat us with your worst. 
and it always goes one way or another, right? And you, you truly see the colors of your best players or your medium best players on a team when you go up against New England. Uh, they're three and a half point favorites at home right now against Kansas City. Uh, where's the action on this one? This has got to be huge on the book right now. Yeah, a lot of early action. And like for the first time in my life, we're going to be rooting for the Patriots, I think. <laughs> wow. Actually, it happens about <laughs> once or twice a season where, where people are fading the Patriots. Usually we're rooting against the Patriots. But according to the early action, um, that the uh, the betters are on the Chiefs at plus three and a half. What is it? It's uh, six. It's not overwhelming. There's bigger decisions um, percentage wise. About sixty four percent of the actions on the Chiefs. So that could come down. We'll, we'll see. That's one of those uh, to be determined who we'll be rooting for. But my guess will be the Patriots. But my guess it will be more like that sixty percent on the Chiefs, forty percent on the Patriots. And that's a wild one too. Like for you guys, it's. Speaking of anomalies, having the Patriots not be the consensus, you know, winners from week to week, regardless of the of the odds, is is a strange world to to live in. It. Um, your thoughts, though, on this fifty nine point total for this? So, I mean, this is bad matchup for the Patriots, by the way. And of course, that Patriots offense with everybody healthy and everybody back in it, yeah, they're going to put up points on you. Um, but a sixty sixty points for a for a Sunday night game here, like. A, a, you feel the fireworks? What do the betters say? Are they are they are they f- running this number up here by getting excited about this matchup? Yeah, it's perverse that that total <laughs> so damn much. But that's football today. You can't touch the quarterback, and it's can't just a video receivers. game. And yep. it's you know they're doing it. I think they're just doing it for ratings and you know fantasy football points and you know what I mean. Scoring sells. So I mean, you're looking at the betting board. It's like. Wow, you know, you'd go, you go a week and maybe have one, one total over fifty points. We got Steelers, Bengals, fifty-two and a half. Buccaneers, Falcons, fifty-seven and a half. On a normal week, that would be freaking insane, fifty-seven and a half. Yeah. Then you have Rams, Broncos, fifty-two and a half. Then as perverted as fifty-seven and a half is, we have the Chiefs and Patriots. Also, we put up on spread. You know, we have the the Chiefs and Rams play in about a month, just over a month, in Mexico City, and. um we, we, since they're both undefeated, we put an early odds up for that. And this, the early total on that is 59 and a half. It's bigger <laughs> it's than the Chiefs so... Patriots. It's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Thanks so much to Dave Mason for doing that. Dave, it's always a pleasure, man. We appreciate you coming on and doing this every single week. Uh, it's always a ton of fun to hang out with you uh, and do this. You can find Dave. Of course, uh, he's taking care of business at betonline.ag. Get him on the Twitter. Hit him up on the website. Uh, he's already always got you covered. Of course, I'm Damon D. And if you enjoyed what you heard, make sure you subscribe to us. Make sure you go to underreviewpodcast.com. Um, you can check out my live show there where I live bet through the Sunday uh uh, late games and lose my freaking mind for four hours. It's a ton of fun. Um, you can also find us on uh, iTunes and Spotify, and uh, and you can uh, head to betonline.ag. They are our sponsor, and uh, if you use the uh, promo code REVIEW, they give you a fat little awesome bonus for you to hang out with and uh, and use some of this wicked information that Dave gives us, and, uh, and you can bet on some games, maybe make a little bit of money for yourself. Um, that's it for this week. Enjoy, folks. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I am Damon D. This has been Under Review.